amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. To fight George, and there's just going to be one thing just going to be constantly going through, my, going through my head. To the death. We're going to go to the death. I'm not going to stop. I'm willing to die. I'm going to go. Serious, George, I'm going to go to the death. I'm going to try to kill you, and I'm not joking about this. Uh, the guy says, are you going to decide to, to put the guy in knockout for once, or are you just going to do your minimum? I said, uh, I said you should try to step in the octagon and try it. She reached out to shake my hand after that fight. She wouldn't have done that if it was just us in a gym alone. That was an action that was influenced by being watched. Me not shaking her hand was an action despite being watched. Clean fight. Touch gloves, let's make it official. <laughs> Okay, Sammy, we'll take it. We're going spinning now. Got this. Because martial arts is to make a point. I'm trying to end game. Checkmate. So now it's going to be beast mode, which is Lewis Beast Mode Taylor. Fighting report. We got Juan the Dragon Adams. He fights Chris De La Rocha. UFC fight night for Washington, September 15th. Uh, big win over Sean Keith. Dana White team that contenders. Congratulations, by the way, on that. Uh, and you got the UFC contract, which is which is the most important thing. And we know you train at the Paradigm in Houston, Texas. So, uh, talk about the year you've had, man. It's, it's, it's crazy, right? So far? Yeah, yeah. It's been, a, it's been a crazy year. You know, I started off uh, January 26th with my third pro fight with LFA. I fought a black Gibson. First round TK. Oh, no. He actually got the strike. So, first round submission. Okay. And um, I was actually set. You know, I was going to take another fight. about October or, or late September, early September, and, you know, I was 
making a big fuss on social media. Everybody's just trying to get a fight. Um, finally texted his neighbor and has, you know, so we get something before the end of the year. Uh, my manager has a few names, so my manager threw some names out to him. I threw some names out, and then a few days later, we had a fight off there. And, you know, no hesitation for me. I find it to get back with me. I was ready to go. For sure. Day, one year, you know? Yeah, congrats on getting that fight. Uh, talk about winning that contract, though, against Sean T. Uh, did you feel you had the advantage right away early on? Yeah, you know, from the get go, I thought I had the advantage. Um, we went up, I saw him once doing, uh, when we went up there for media and stuff before the fight. I wasn't really impressed. Um, you know, I didn't watch any of his fights. I let my coaches do all of that, but. I looked at him and I just saw someone that was not athletic, not physically strong, not really very physically fast. So I knew I had the athletic um, He called himself a grappler but, or a wrestler. I had never heard of him. I had heard any of his wrestling accolades. Sure. I didn't find any of his wrestling accolades online. And, you know, that was a Division One team captain. So I'm not, I wasn't concerned about that either. The only error in my opinion was Jiu-Jitsu, but... Um, they're just saying, you know, you hit a black face, black belt in the face one time, then you come a brown belt, yeah. twice they're a purple belt, three times they're a blue belt, and then after that, <laughs> everyone's a white belt. So, sure. Uh, so uh, I hit him, I definitely hit him in the face more than three times. So yeah. Was, uh, we, we were even from there, but, you know, he landed a punch on me. Uh, I didn't even notice it really. Uh, you know, it landed. And there was obviously a little bit of a reaction, but I was never threatened. And as soon as I hit him, I could tell he was out of it. Right. I talk about uh, Rash- uh, Chris De La Rocha. I mean, he defeated Rashad Coulter. Uh, what did you take away from that fight? It was a brutal fight, obviously. Uh, both guys were laying it down. <laughs> yeah, um, I took away from the arena. You know, Chris De La Rocha, from, that's the only part of his I've watched, actually. Right. And, uh, to me, it just seems like he tries to use his size and, and weight advantage over all of his opponents. All three of his opponents are sure. not fighting a light heavyweight. So, I definitely have the strength advantage there. I'm, I'm bigger than anyone he's ever fought. I'm definitely stronger and more athletic than anyone he's ever fought. Right. I'm bigger, stronger, and faster than he even trusted. Um... So, I don't, I mean, I think I have the advantage in all areas on this one. Uh, only thing he has experience over me. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not super worried about that. Every one of my opponents is more experienced at this point. I've got two years of training, uh, realistically. So, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. That's never been an issue for me. Uh, I think my talent, my abilities, my athletic, my athleticism and my wrestling are going to do more than make up for any experience that they Sure. So you see the undefeated streak still keep keeping alive after this one. Yeah, but I was going to be undefeated after the Okay. That's never been a question. <laughs> sure. Uh, like, where do you see the fight going? Is there anything you have to be worried about particularly? Like you said, he is a veteran and he's had more fights than you. I mean, I can see him if he spent the last six months working only on submissions, then he might have a chance, but. I'm so much stronger and more athletic and in better shape than I mean, I see no right spot there, but I don't see this fight going anywhere where 
speech and be like, oh, I've got to break. Thank God it came to this point. You know, for me, anywhere we go, I'm fine. I'm happy. I, I, you know, my entire training was predicated on me being in bad spots. I'm, I'm not worried about being in a bad spot. If I don't get to a bad spot, hey, that's great. I don't like taking damage. So, <laughs> I got you. Um, and obviously, you don't want your chin, chin to be tested by any point, but you feel like it'll suffice. Like, you'll actually endure anything. He gets, he gets you. I mean, he might get you in a bad spot here and there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, a lot of people say, watch my fight, I get you a lot. But the fact of the matter is, I think I've been hit maybe six times per fight. And you compare that to the, you know, dozens of things I throw per fight. <laughs> I've never been. I've never lost a round of a fight. I've never lost a fight, so I'm, I don't see how to say, oh, I get hit a lot and I don't have much of a chin. I've been hit. Right. I've clearly been hit. Um, I haven't been shaken. I haven't been rattled. I mean, the one fight where someone could say, oh, he looked kind of affected by that, I beat the guy in a minute and a half. So mm-hmm. it's not, I mean, it makes no sense. There's obviously always areas you can improve, but sure. in a fight, you are going to get hit. So. You know, might as well get used to it. Definitely. When it's done, what will you have taken away from the experience, no matter a win or a loss? You know, win or loss, I still got three more fights on my contract. You know, that's been my introductory contract. Um, It won't be an experience either way. You know, it's definitely going to be the biggest arena I've ever fought in. I don't know if it'll be the most people. You know, I've had crowds of thousands watching me before. Dietary changes, like you know, you gotta take it easy when you go out for eat and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I,
right, right. Yeah, a little stuff here and there. You know, I had to stop partying quite as much as I normally do. Uh, had to slow down with the lady. Uh, so <laughs> everything, you know, everything was just a positive distraction. Right. Uh, I had to kind of eliminate those and really be focused and be ready for every opportunity. For sure, man. Plenty of time for that later. And, you know, hopefully you get the big win and get to do a little bit of a celebrating, you know, with your friends and family. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've been a couple weeks to be a while. For sure. And now, uh, finally being a part of the UFC, like, when is it going to kick in that you're finally there? Is it going to be getting suited up, getting your gloves, getting your equipment, uh, a fan asking you to sign a program, or mistaking Jimmy Smith for Joe Rogan? Uh, you know, I think it's already kind of kicked in. Um, when I go out in public, a lot of people are noticing me. I finished some coaching at a high school tournament today. I've already been popped and asked for a few pictures. Uh, sure. A couple kids have asked me to sign stuff, you know, coaches have recognized me off the computer series, things like that. Uh, and then, you know, just my day to day life, you know, I'll be going to a coffee shop. Somebody comes up and asks for an autograph. Or people start going places because they know I'm there. Right. Uh, that's been, that's when it's really starting to kick in, but the biggest moment was, you know, filling out my travel info and getting, you know, my flight information in. Yeah. And I filled out my equipment info, like every, every little interaction like that is just a real thing. For sure, and I'm sure you're looking forward to see your face in the program. Oh uh, yeah, I can't wait to <laughs> Hopefully they get my uh, <laughs> Yeah. I'm not looking too crazy eyed on this. <laughs> For sure, man. Yeah, that's funny. And uh, did you get what I said at the end? Mistaking uh, Joe Rogan for Jimmy Smith, or rather, mistaking Jimmy Smith for Joe Rogan? <laughs> yeah, a lot of guys, a lot of guys do that. For me, I, 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 I watch the both of them. I don't think that'll happen. But, right. No, in that post-fight blitz, post-fight blitz isn't going to happen. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. I know that uh, you and Curtis are, are friends, Curtis Blade. And you know, talk about that tough loss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he lost to Engano, and it was controversial, obviously. Um, where do you think he goes from there? Honestly, man, I think Curtis can only go up, up from here. He, um, you know, he is a top five guy. He's proven that multiple times. Uh, Engano is only one of the dudes with a threat. I think anyone else he beats. Um, I think. 
psychology. I got the nickname because one of my friends is a uh, fight name is Kaboo. So he was kind of looking for something to like nickname me to be, be close to it. But I actually drink uh, Cracked Rum. It's like my favorite rum. Oh, okay. A lot. So I was saying that, and then he saw me drinking it one day and just decided that that was going to be my nickname because I'm big, I'm a large, unstoppable, unstoppable force. Uh, <laughs> People love screaming, uh, release the dragon. Yeah. That's me. Oh, that's awesome. I could see that on the UFC uh, t-shirt soon. If you get some merchandise in the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, I know some of the fighters, they have their own t-shirts made. So perhaps we would like to yeah. see that from you in the future, you know. Probably going to be a hot seller. <laughs> Um, you know, also I want to ask you about your background. I know you had a, you have a degree in computer science, correct? Yeah, uh, my yeah. degree in computer science and my minor is in exercise science uh, from Virginia Military. Uh, I actually started out in the military. Okay, so why fight? Did you feel like you could possibly make money doing that? And so why would you why would you fight? I mean, if someone didn't know who you were, what would you say? Honestly, man, I, I don't really like uh, stuff in Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure, man. I had Will Fuller on my team in two different leagues. <laughs> that didn't work out so well. <laughs> yeah, so go go Texas until you guys face the Bears, and I have to say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what can we expect now? Uh, December fifteenth, UFC Fight Night, and now we know it's the last uh, fight night on Fox as well. So you wanna you wanna close out with a bang? Uh, yeah, we're definitely going to take the year out with a game, looking for a highlight of the finish. Uh, like all my finishes have been, uh, you know, this guy doesn't really have anything for him, and, uh, you know, people just kind of aren't prepared after their fighting. So, uh, yeah, people aren't prepared after their fighting. It's just a fact of the matter, and, um, you know, none of my opponents have really recovered. People fought up in my first guy, I just fought through. Oh, wow. Part of the pro, uh, lost. Very quickly afterwards, the third guy fought the pro, lost again afterwards. The last guy fought John C. had to schedule the fight. So this yeah. guy will probably retire after I beat him up. Well, definitely nowhere to go. Uh, I want to thank you again, Juan, for taking time to be on the fight for it. It was a pleasure to have you on. Is there anyone you'd like to thank? Uh, yeah, definitely I want to thank um, all of my sponsors. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Rhino Truck Bed Liners, Rhino Pro. Check it out, Wanda Cracking Adams fights Chris De La Rocha, UFC on Fox, Fight Night Milwaukee, December 15th, and make sure to check that out. And uh, follow, follow you as well, at Juan, I think you're... Thanks for taking time to bit out your business schedule. Like, what are you doing today? What's your schedule like? 
I'm not necessarily fought at that level, but I've had that walk. I've, I've you know, seen the back behind the scenes things. I'll be somewhat prepared, or at least that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I got you, man. And next uh, big lightweight fight, I think, is going to be uh, the big one between, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, man, um, Kevin Lee and, yeah, and uh, Ally Quinta. So do you have a favor for that one? You know, it's, I, I love the way Ally Quinta fights. He, he's, you know, always going go for it, you know, he's not scared. But sure. I think the same with Kevin Lee, you know, he's a warrior too. Uh, you know, I have to enjoy the show. Definitely, definitely, and uh, yeah, that was gonna be up in, in Milwaukee, not too far from Illinois. But uh, yeah, definitely, we'll be watching that one. It's gonna be exciting. You think there's gonna be some title implications on that one? For I Glee? mean, I, I yeah. would think so. You yeah. know, Kevin Lee is on a, a pretty good run right now, isn't he? So yeah. Okay. And then you know, Al he he fought, you know, for the title or against Khabib, and it was a decent fight. So you know, who knows? Definitely. I feel like you really, really don't know all that well until it gets announced. Yeah, I think we're all anticipating hopefully Khabib and, and Ferguson. Yeah, um, I mean, that makes the most sense to me for sure. I feel like Ferguson definitely uh, earned that shot. Sure. Any favorite for that one? You know, that's another hard one. Yeah. I, I do think Khabib will, will pull away with that. I do like Khabib as a, a fighter, you know, and as a person. He seems like a a really good role model and everything, and he's just, man, he just seems unstoppable on that ground and pound, you know? Sure. And, uh, you know, he's a warrior, so, but at the same token, so is, you know, Ferguson, so that would be another one. We just have to enjoy the show. Yeah, absolutely, my brother. And uh, do you have anybody in particular that you want to fight? Anybody you'd like uh, to, to, you could see yourself in there with? You know, uh, I like to see myself fight Billy Bowie, you know? Like, right. That's the fight in front of me, so that's, that's sure. the only thing on my mind right now. So. Definitely. Uh, you know, ask me that question after the fight, maybe I'll have Okay. For, you, for sure, man. And what are you using for recovery after a long training camp? And uh, and what are you doing to, to train smart and not too hard? You know, I have a, a great uh, recovery program out here, you know, with... Uh, called the Muscle Project, and then uh, another one uh, is uh, Fixed Performance Medicine, and then uh, Denver Sports Recovery, I believe it is, okay. uh, chiropractic stuff there, and uh, with Dr. Cardwell, and uh, you know, so I have a great recovery team that keeps me on point, hitting all areas of recovery, you know, so, and then, uh, you know, on top of, you know, the healthy eating and everything else, so, uh, you know, I, I all around, I just have a great team around me, you know, coaches, teammates, recovery, everything I need is here. Yeah, it seems like Elevation uh, Fight Team is definitely uh, a destination for many yeah. fighters come, that live on the yeah. mountain area. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of guys from Illinois, too, have came over there, such as yourself, you know. Yeah. You've seen Chepe, Mariscal, you know, and yeah. uh, Curtis, and so that, that's also pretty uh, noteworthy. Neil Magny as well. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny when I first moved here, uh, when I lived in, in one of Neil's rental houses, and all of us in the house were from Illinois, but we didn't know each other until we came to oh, wow. Colorado. So we, we do have quite a bit, you know, people from the Midwest over here now, which is, you know, I see why, because it's an awesome place to come and train and be a part of, so 
Definitely, man. Well, we were very excited for your fight. Uh, how do you visualize this fight going, and what can we all expect? You know, I, I uh, anticipate a really hard first round. Uh, he's going to come out strong. From what I've seen, he kind of seems like he dies off a little bit, like he's a warrior and never gives up. So, uh, you know, I'm really, I think my cardio is going to be far above his, and with the things I've been working, you know, I really anticipate hopefully a late round finish. So, Definitely, man. And uh, we're looking forward to the fight. Is there anyone you would like to thank? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, my coaches, my teammates, uh, my sponsors, uh, which are Apex uh, Dental Sleep Labs, uh, Fixed Performance Medicine, The Muscle Project, uh, Hubbard Sons Construction, Caring Hearts Home Healthcare, uh, KMG Landscaping, uh, who else is there? Jeff Automotive and uh, Smashler Insurance and uh, B3 Chiropractic. Oh, excellent, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for taking time. Again, Austin Hubbard, uh, best of luck. Takes like this. Moda, check it out. LFA 56, Access TV, of course. And uh, we can't wait for this fight, man. And uh, best of luck to you. It's December 7th. Thank so. you. No problem. Anytime, Austin Hubbard, and uh, best of luck, man. And hopefully you Thank walk you. away with the gold and uh, bring it back yeah. to Illinois. Definitely. Take care, man. Bye. You too. Thank Bye. you. Yep. I want to give a shout-out to Grant For sure, man. I, I, yeah, I'm sure she'll appreciate that, man. And, uh, yeah, man, so far it's been a whirlwind for you because I know you were on the Tuesday Contender Series, right? And, you know, obviously that fight didn't go your way. You know, we found out your opponent, Bella Lewis, is going to be fighting you right home. You feel like, man, that would have been me fighting you right home? You ever think about that? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Talk about the, you know your upcoming opponent, you know uh, Eric Murray at LFA 56. He's a four and one guy. I like the matchup. How about you? I mean, this, this seems to make sense. Talk about that one. 
You know, that was a big finish for you, man. Very exciting. Yeah, man. You know, um, I, 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 I expected nothing less. Nothing less. You know, when, I, when, when you look at my style, I, I've had this vision for my style and for myself since I was enjoying the sport. So it, it's just a matter of just making everything manifest. So for me, like everything I said I was going to do, I, I've done, you know, um, you know, it's a little deception because I tell us to be a world champion. You know, I haven't been, you know, I became a world champion yet. Now I'm going to be a UFC on Nigeria. John Jones will be fighting to be the best fighters in the world. You know, and I'm getting there. You know, those are goals that I'm getting to. You know, those are, um, but, um, going to the BJ one, after that, I, I knew I was going to, I wouldn't be like, I knew I was going to beat him. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of, mentally, just going in there and taking this dude out and, very dominant fashion because that's the level that I'm at right now. The level I'm at is just I'm I feel I'm levels above these local guys, these uh, regional guys, and even some even these national guys. I, I, I feel like I should be one of the world the world best fighters in the right. I, I wanted to prove that with BJ, you know, I wanted to prove that by taking him out quickly, taking him out in a in a, in a fashion that he didn't think he ever ever get taken out, you know, not landing a lucky punch. You know, I, I set up a beautifully timed, executed deed, you know, where it fights for that stop of that deed. And, you know, he got up and, you know, it just, and I, I, you know, I finished him off with it and it was a violent fashion, you know. For sure, man. Yeah, it, it was a great finish for you, 52 seconds on. So, like, what happens, man, like, when you, when you were, when you're doing this fight, you still have that, uh, <laughs> something more. Do you ever get that feeling after a knockout? Feel to knock someone out, and how does your body feel? What's, the, what's your body's reaction? Well, uh, no, I, I want to take them off with. I want to Yeah. Um, you know, um, 
eyes on the prize, on the fight, and visualizing the fight every day. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do, what I want to execute the fight, is really not worried about him. I, I used to worry so much about my opponents in the brain that, that you don't know, worry so much about them that, and then, you know, they're, they're, looking, at, uh, they're looking at me like, oh shit, he's not going to make me know to do. You know, I've had a couple fights like that where, you know, now, but like this, this fight is just a matter of just executing, going there and executing the best of my ability and executing the things that I want to execute. Not worried about him because if I execute what I need to execute, what I'm going to execute, then he'll be taken out. Right, right. And, and just another name for you. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. You know, I don't mean this in disrespect, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna walk through this. Thing. Yeah, nothing uh, about it worries you at all. Uh, you know, like you know, like I respect. I that's the thing. I sometimes I have too much respect for our opponents. Um, I respect them. Like it, it's definitely. You know, we go to a fight there. I definitely know when those where you fight, and I'm, you know, like he's paid for one man. Like so he's gonna come in there. He's gonna, he's gonna look to bring his fight next to the game. So. I respect that, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to respect any man that's going to train, a training camp, you know what I mean, like me, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing about this guy that worries me at all, you know, I'm going to walk through his jab and I'm going to hit him with something over the top, and when he tries to come there, he's going to have a knee, my elbow, something waiting for him. And then talk about, you know, Rebecca, you play a light heavyweight, your previous fights were at middleweight, uh, I mean, your last one was at heavyweight, actually, so... That one, you, you didn't have to cut weight at all. Um, how about this one? You have to cut weight. Is this a, a weight class that you're, you're uh, trying to look at, uh, trying to see if this might be uh, where you want to pursue your next few fights, or is it back to middle weight? Yeah, absolutely. You know, my coach is like, yeah, this weight class. Okay. Right now, okay. I think the concerns that come when it comes to the higher level, um, really big, big tool blockers, so the guys that are cut to five, right? I'm trying to think of a big tool blocker. I mean, Cormier cuts a lot of weight, but... Yeah. Um, what's his money. name? It does, too. Um, OB, as OSP, I think. Yeah, a couple other guys. Um, Anthony, Anthony Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> or, yeah, Anthony Johnson. I think Corey's young, Corey Anderson. Those guys, <laughs> and now he can never... We've seen him recently. Even, like, John Vellante, you know, those yeah. guys are, like, big, big dudes, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, he's a matter of... We'll see what happens, you know, when I go against some of those guys with, uh... That side yeah, definitely. And this is a big opportunity for you. I mean, LFA obviously is a national promotion. You get to fight people from all the nation. You had a fight there uh, previously. You did well. So you're talking about like, you know, yeah, you stand that step up. Oh, oh, you're doing all. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. For sure, man. Yeah, that, 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 that also look great right around your waist. And then talk about your teammates. I'm sorry? I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that for the UFC, it seems like they didn't want the champions to stay there. They, they, they fucked them pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, usually, I mean, I mean, if you look at the last couple of LFA middleweight champions, they did the UFC. I think we're going to touch it up. Yeah. I'm sure he's on a short notice of call-ups right now to be an LFA middleweight champion. Yes. Uh, Talk about your teammates, and you said that you like the fight. There's a great fight going on at the gym. Yeah, Leah Letson, we're not sure if she's in the fight. Uh, we, hope, we hope she smokes, makes she shakes on. She's in the finale, but obviously, the UFC's got to fight for her regardless. And then, um, 
Uh, we also got uh, another big fight, Montel, and finally getting the rematch. Well, not the rematch, but this, this fight's being rescheduled, Brian Keller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, so um, Montel, yeah, you know, he's got that rematch coming up with uh, Brian Keller. I think I'm gonna go out to that fight actually. I think I'm gonna go out to Vegas for that fight. So, um, it kind of, you know, it's kind of, kind of weird, though, guys. I think LeBron, LeBron's fight on that card, too. You know what I mean? But, yeah. uh, I think, uh, you know, coming for me, you know, I just got this plan. And I feel like I need to be on Vegas for that weekend, too. You know, um, sure. But, uh, you know, going to my teammates, Martel, Martel will be good. And Jim, I like always. Leah, you know, this probably the hardest work. Yes. You know, she's hard work for one, but she's probably the hardest work for one.
He was, I think he went to the hospital. He had a weight cut issue. We're not sure, I mean, the, the exact reason why, but uh, he didn't even hit the scale, I don't believe, right? Um, yeah, he hit the scale. Oh, he, he missed did. Weight. He missed weight. And then, um, that was, why, why, why did the fight just get canceled like that? Was it because he had to go to the hospital? Oh, I, I, I didn't get, they, they really didn't tell us, like, um, like, the reason why, um, like, uh, from, from what I heard, from what, like, uh, my, 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 uh, excuse me, basically, from what my manager, Jason, told me is that, um, uh, Brian had got a food poison of some sort. Oh. Damn. So, like, like, they, um, they canceled the fight. Right, man. I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, would you have taken the fight if he made, if he, if he was overweight? Shit, man, I've been fighting big motherfuckers all my life. Right, right. So, that you had no issue with that, they, but they didn't even offer you the chance to do that. Yeah, they, they did. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, like, Miss Boy, I'm like, man, that's, that's no problem, man. Okay. Whatever. Like, I'm not gonna sit there and bitch about it and make a big deal about it and not missing white. Fuck it, you know? Right. If you're gonna do it, you're not gonna do it. I got you. That shit really means different. Fight is a fight. Right. So just tell us, man, how, how did it feel, though, you know, not being able to be a part of that huge card? Uh, you did get a, a trip to New York, obviously, you know, uh, paid for by the UFC, so you get to enjoy a little bit of more downtime. But obviously, you're ready to, to go in the cage. I mean, your mindset is on it. Your adrenaline is, is, is starting to kick in. So it's described to us like a fight just being canceled like that. I mean, especially at this level, you know what I mean? This is the UFC. This is not like a regional fight. Have you been through something like this before? Always. Yeah. Always. Man. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that's one of the reasons why I went. Uh, I went pro so uh, so quickly. You know, like like I couldn't hang around and uh, get a couple more fights at an uh, amateur because there like there was no one to fight in. Um, and two, like people would just drop out. They drop out quick. Really, really. Yeah, so like that's one of the reasons why I had to go pro. Mm-hmm. Because there wasn't too many people uh, willing to fight me at, at the amateur level. Sure. Yeah. And then, and then like music, it's like, like like after like after like everything set in, uh, like because I did have some like glimmer of hope, like oh man, like, the fight's gonna be back on, like mm-hmm. uh, keep the same mindset, you know, don't worry too much about it, like you know.
Then Jake phone rings. Come fight talk. Oh man. Sorry. Got the bus. Got the bus and went back upstairs. They like Montel. Like he's looking for like my manager Jason to come and Jason like Montel, what do you want to do? Like mm-hmm. there's nothing more I can tell you, you know, like the fight's mm-hmm. canceled and like do you want to go to the fights? Do you want to hang out in the hotel room? Like what's I'm like, man. I'm like, man, man, fuck, fuck going to see the fight. Really? I, I want to go see the fight. Right. Like, like, like you didn't think, man, this, this, like, this right here is Madison Square Garden, like, right. all the people this arena, man, this, this right. is one of the most, like, world-bound, like, sports arenas in the world. Like, yeah. Like, just, like, just, 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 just think about that, man, just, like, like, I just thought, I, mean, I thought about it at the end, but, like, don't I really too, too much thing other, but, like, like, come on, man, like, a person like me, where I come from, like, I, me fighting the Madison Square Garden, right. I got a better chance of hitting the fucking lottery. <laughs> Definitely, man. So, it's, sometimes, it's not always about the check. I mean, it's not always about, you know, the guy, you know, just, just being a, you know, the performance, but rather, you know, this was an opportunity to be at the... At, at Madison Square Garden, the Mecca, you know, that's, to you, when you look back at this, that's what you'll, you'll mem- remember the most, is that you lost on that opportunity to be in that arena, not the opponent, not the check, or, right? Yeah, man, like, 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 they should for me, man. So like, the guy was like appreciative and grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys that like they get they I, like I got my fight kit and everything. Okay. So like I got at least I at least got to keep like they come some kind of momentum like being there, you know. Sure. It's like they they have like edition like shit in the bag and limited edition shit from like Madison Square Garden oh, and everything nice. like. It, 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 was, it, it was dope, man. Like, for sure. Like, I can act to, like, no more given uh, the, the circumstances, man. I was just grateful for that. Definitely, man. Um, you know, moving forward, was there an opportunity for you to, uh, to to get another opponent? UFC wanted you to fight the same opponent. Did they give you an option, or? Oh, man, I, like... At that point, man, I, I really ain't here, man. Right. Sure. But they, they couldn't find someone for you that, that late in the game. It's too late. Yeah, it's, it's too late. Most of all, bring up all the other cards that filled up. Right. So, forget it, man. Right. Like, right. Like, just whatever. Um, Go back to your job, man. When when UFC gave you the fight at UFC 232 and they said they want you to fight him again, what did you think? I mean, did you have much of a say in that, or would you just had to accept it? Whatever, man. Right. I, I don't care. Did, I don't care. Man. Did you ask them maybe they could do you a solid and put you on the Milwaukee card, or, or that was already full already? I I had. Right. It was like less than a quick turnaround, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about Pure Vita, though. You guys got a lot of things going on right now. We got Leah Lack, and, uh, you know, by the time this interview uh, airs, we know that she is going to be on the Ultimate Fighter finale. 
I don't know if you know who her opponent is, so I won't mention it unless you know, but but uh, she's got a fight coming up this Friday, you know, obviously. And uh, then you've got uh, Alton Cunningham, he's got a fight following weekend, you know, so you guys got some, some fights lined up, you're fighting at uh, end of December. Um, is it kind of sad, though, that there was no one at Pura Vida uh, representing for the Milwaukee car? Oh, man. I don't know, man. Some, yeah. Sometimes, you know, some stuff is just better left unchecked. Sure. You know? I got you. But but do you feel in the same same regard, you guys are going to show them. The next time, maybe you'll, you'll see get the bigger event, a huge event, ESPN or pay-per-view, and we will see Pyramid on display more than ever. Every everything happens for a reason, man. Um, like I don't know, man. I I, I enjoy being an underdog, man. Sure, sure. So don't don't you, but but welcoming to fight in your hometown. That that's definitely a dream for you. You know, fighting UFC, right? Of course. Yeah. Like that's that. That's like one of the things on like your bucket list, you know. Mm-hmm. To fight, to fight in front of the people that you love, you know, fight in front of the people that admire you, you know, mm-hmm. fight in front of the people that watching you fight ever since you were amateur, you know. Sure. It's, so you get, to, you know, think, so you get to that level, you know, that, like, you know, that's that, that's a journey. And I think, I, I, not only do I think I owe it to myself, I think I, I, I owe it to the fans, you know, that's important, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, man. It's, it's really not easy, man. You know, being an amateur fighter, and you know. Saying fighting on local cards and fighting on regional cards is man, you, you really need all the support you can get. You know that's yeah. the only way that you're gonna get. That's the only way you're gonna get fights. That's the only way like the promotions are gonna run is you know through support of friends, like friends, families, mm-hmm. and supporters. You know, so like thank thank all those guys, man. Thank everybody that that, that, that ever bought a ticket from me, that ever shared something, that ever liked sure. something, that ever sh- shared a video, that ever made a video, mm-hmm. that made a post, anything like that, man. Yeah. Thank you, you know, because like. Without you guys, I never got that type of exposure to get to like this level. I mean, that's great that you're still you're humble in that regard, and you've stayed humble uh, throughout it. Um, you know, we've got UFC 232. You got Brian Kelleher. You got some extra time to train for him. I mean, has anything changed at all with the strategy? Uh, have you got a chance to look at, at your opponent more, or you just is, is the mindset the same? I mean, everything stays the same. Anything different you're doing in training is what I'm saying. Or is this an extended camp? Oh man, um, to be honest with you, man, like I'm a warrior, man. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever can happen, it's gonna happen, man. There's no way to prepare right. for a surprise attack. Sure. No way. Mm-hmm. No defense surprise. Mm-hmm. None. So like I, I just, I just going to do and, and do my thing, man. Whatever he gives me, man. Yeah, for sure. And then talk about your opponent, Leah. I mean, your teammate, Leah Lesnar. Shit, man, she a warrior, man. Mm-hmm. She a warrior, man. I think, I think, like, what, what, what people don't, realize, what people don't realize about the, the people that come out of our gym, man. We are dogs, man. Every, every fight that we ever, been, we ever been, every fight opportunity we've ever been given, like, it's always been an underdog. Sure. So it ain't really nothing new. Absolutely. It really don't matter who, who in mm-hmm. front of us, you know. Yeah. It's gonna be a fight. 
definitely. You guys, I, I was at the last PRC, and you guys definitely performed well. At the the one in the Dark Knight Rises, of course. So they, uh, Osborne got a big win. Nelly got a big win. And the following week, we had Alton Cunningham got a big finish as well. So we can definitely see everything on display when you get when uh, yes, Pura performs. Any any comments about those fights when you saw them? No, man. You know everybody did their thing, man. Mhm. Do you feel like uh, you're just chomping at the bit to get in there because your teammates have already performed at this point? You're going to be the last one to go at the end of the calendar year. Yeah, I mean, I think what a great way to end the year, huh? Right. So you wouldn't want it any other way at this point. They always say the best for last, right? Sure. Definitely. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a definitely a huge card, you know. We've got Cyborg on the on the card, John Jones on the card, and uh, the list goes on and on. It's a, it's one of the biggest cards of the year. And so you feel like uh, you're honored to go out there and perform again because you're going out to you're going out to um where the fight is and, and being able to be a part of it in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Yeah. You know why I love Vegas. Why? Tax-free. That's why I love. Wow, that is true, man. You keep that in mind. And this will be your first fight in Las Vegas, besides the contender series, obviously. You know, it was your second trip in Vegas, but your first time under a, a big event like this. So talk about that, man. Is that does that does that help you get over the fact that you won part of MSG just a little bit? You get to be at T-Mobile Arena, and uh, one of the probably one the biggest car of the year, if not one of the biggest. I'm ready, baby. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. I am ready, like. Just the thought of that, man, you know. I'm ready, man. Sure. I, I, ain't, I, ain't cut, I ain't cut no corners. I'm not fucking around. I'm ready, man. So, the ho we are approaching the holidays now, and how do you keep... I mean, it seems like you are focused. You have, you have to look at this fight as, like, the ultimate Christmas gift. And how do you, uh, what's your plans for the holidays? You know, because you do have to kind of manage, you know, time between family, training, and, and training, and, and more training. Show me that. Show me that. Show me that. Show me that. When that success is on the line? Mm hmm When that money on the line? Right. Monty don't fuck around. Sure. Sure. Do you have any plans, maybe, after this? After the big fight, you know, New Year's Eve celebration and, and kind of taking the holidays at that point? Like, will you be out there for, I'm not even assuming you'll be out in Vegas for New Year's Eve. If it's like the following, like a day, a day or two later, right? I'm going home, man. Are you going straight home? Okay. I'm straight home, man. I probably, I, I don't know, I'll probably just, you know, take, take like a week off from the gym and then get right back to it, man. Right.
you know, it's, you always have to be aware of how you are in the public eye, man, and not overdoing it. So for you, you're just focused on, on what you're, on, on your opponent, and obviously the joy that you get out of fighting, to talk about that. You don't have to worry about anything else. Well, man, it's, it's, it's just, it's just a, like, the, the enjoyment I have out of fighting is going out there and conquering. Mm -hmm. Conquering another mountain, man. Climbing another mountain, man. Sure. Definitely. Living through that adversity. Facing all my fears. Canceling out all doubts. That's the part I like. And the part I, and the part I truly enjoy is the process, man. Mm -hmm. It's so true, man. Building yourself up, man. Definitely. Mental fortitude, man. And you, you, you get in there. You get in there, man. You're doing it. Mm -hmm. You're doing it. Like, uh, that's the part of it. Like, fighting, fighting anybody can fight, mm -hmm. you know? But it's the, it's the build up to that fight, you know? Definitely. I wouldn't say anybody, man. I have a respect for anybody that does mixed martial arts and, and, and uh, devotes their life. <laughs> so I'd have to agree with you. Not everybody can do what you guys do. <laughs> That's my uh, my opinion. If it was easy, everybody could do it, man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for sure, man. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you look at it. You know, this sport is, uh, you know, has brought in so many people, like so many people. I just, you know. From all walks of life, it's just crazy to think about it. And you know, I mean, if you even look at it, some of these people you wouldn't even think are fighters. You know, some of them are kind of geeks, nerds. A couple of them, you have like a cross section of like those upper echelon, you know, former football players and, and wrestlers, and they, they trickle down to the geeks and the nerds. And you know, I mean, do you, do you ever do you look at it that way? That's full spectrum of the MMA fighters. Yeah, man, uh, look, like, like I tell people all the time, man, you know, it's, it's a cliche thing to say, like, that fighters are dummies or, right. you know, they're crazy or stupid, you know? I agree. Like, I guess it's a lot of guys that, that could have gone on and, you know, chased careers, you know, and been successful at doing whatever they want, wanted to do, yeah. man, because everyone's got that to say, you know? But, but you know, we chose to, uh, to pursue a passion to do what we love. That's for life. Mm -hmm. You know, not doing what makes me happy, you know? I could have been out there. I could have been somebody in the workplace, you know, hoping to make someone else's dreams come true. But I chose not to. Right. I chose to make my dreams come true. Mm -hmm. For sure, man. And that's inspiring. Like this, of course, man. Like this, like people don't realize that, like, you know, fighters are very confident driven people. So, like, there's nothing that we, we truly can't do. Mm -hmm. You know? We, we face adversity every day. In practice, mentally and physically. Yeah. There's nothing you can't do. Mm -hmm. Definitely, man. Yeah, I, I see that, uh, of course, a lot of my you know, interviews and, and talking to them, different fighters, getting to know who they are. I, I find that as well. And uh, what do you like to do with your free time? If you have any, it seems like you, you have really limited free time, but when you do like to kick back, relax, like what would you do in that week you take off from the gym? Anything, any hobbies, anything you like to try? Uh, usually when um usually when I when I when I have my when I have like my office man usually uh I, I go I go pick up I probably just pick up like my, my my best friend's son and I go pick up like uh some of like my godchildren man and I just hang out with them man I just hang out with the kids man 
went to a couple of, a couple of new restaurants and I like to go to new restaurants and you know mm-hmm. enjoy new things and doing new things you know probably have dinner with myself or something you know usually nice some time myself is like you know and other than that man just just chilling man you know minding my business man dunking these suckers man <laughs> That's cool, man. And uh, what do you have? Uh, what, you visualize this fight. How you feel playing out against uh, Brian Kelleher? Shit, man. Ain't, ain't no real, ain't no visualization either. It's yeah. the same thing. Right. You, got, you don't get that W. Mm-hmm. But any necessary. For sure, man. Yeah, I mean you're definitely a complete fighter. We've seen you, you know. A lot of big, you know, finishes, you know, knockout. We got you saw you that submission you got recently at the, the Tuesday Night Contender Series. So we see a lot of diversity in your game. And, I, you know, well, being well-rounded is always important. Of course, man, you know, like, you, if you got any holes in this game, man, like, they will be, they, they will be uncovered if, if you don't feel them. For sure. Absolutely. Well, Montel, that's all I've got, man. I really appreciate you taking the time and explaining to us, uh, you know, what happened with you over at UFC uh, 230. I hope you had a chance to, you know, uh, go out there and you got uh, partake in any of the fair in New York. Did you get a chance to uh, partake in anything, like food or anything otherwise that you normally wouldn't have? Let me me tell you, Sean. Let me tell you, man, if I may. You know God works in mysterious ways, man. Yeah. Why did the Why did the UFC book our hotel at the Marriott Marquis? Right across the street from Junior's Cheese. Well, hey, man. Yeah. But, man. <laughs> if anybody knows, they know I love cheesecake. Oh, okay. I love cheesecake. I love strawberry cheesecake <laughs> with fresh strawberries, not not none of that puree bullshit. Yeah, fresh stuff. Yeah. No, I don't, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't play like that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't play. So definitely. Well, I, I'll have to check it out whenever I'm in the city. Definitely recommend it, huh? Hey, it's nice. <laughs> what uh, what what Jake and uh, Solo and Zach and them? Like when they would go to sleep, I just walk it, walk right over there, get a piece of cheesecake, and come back. Nice. <laughs> That's cool, man. They didn't even know it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. Yeah, you don't have you don't have to hear anything from them. That was your time, and uh, you know we're looking forward to an, another great fight, of course, you. And hopefully, getting that. No, no, no. What's up? No, Sean. This, this, this was like. Fight was like, like I'm to be away. Oh, oh, okay. This was not after the fight uh, canceled. Oh, wow. A little bit of cheating. Okay. Not cheating, you know. I gotta, you know. Right. You gotta treat yourself. Right. You gotta right. treat yourself harder than you like, sir. Yes, for sure. No, I agree, man. I agree. And uh, definitely, yeah, you have to do that. You know, everybody has to do that for sure, man. You can't just go and. Eat and just just be mundane of your whole your whole existence. Yeah, I don't know if they, I don't even think they realized I was gone, man. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for taking time to be on the show today, Montel. 
And uh, best of luck to you. Check it, everybody. Check it out at uh, UFC 232, December 29th. Uh, it's going to be live from Las Vegas. And uh, best of luck to you, man. And uh, thanks again for being on the show. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Anyone you'd like to thank? Uh, I want to thank Iridium, Caravita, mm-hmm. UFC. I want to thank Flowlight. I want to thank Pro Star Athletes. I want to thank Combat Corner. I want to thank um, 360 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mm-hmm. Scott Houston, and we want to thank, I thank you. All right. Thank you, man. Oh, anytime, man. Thanks. It's a pleasure to have you on. I look forward to the next time we talk, and of course, best of luck to you. Yes, sir. Thanks, Sean. Anytime, brother. Take care. Bye. One of my good amateurs, Nick Klein, and then uh, one of our top pro prospects, Alton Cunningham, on the LFA tonight. Excellent, man. And uh, are you looking forward to these fights? Uh, how do you feel Alton's going to do? How do you think he's going to perform? Really excited for Alton. Um, it's the first real test at 205 that he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's so explosive, he's so athletic, and he's a, a big guy, shit, 205er, and Eric Murray. Um, I, I think he's going to do fantastic, but I'm, I'm just really excited to see him fight a, a real uh, light heavyweight and see how he handles it. Definitely. And then, of course, you, have, you said you have an amateur fighter fighting. Is he fighting someone from uh, the same area or a different area? Nope. Uh, I'm not sure where his opponent's from. I know he's 5-1 and one and really good. I've okay. seen him fight before. So it's a, a, a top-level amateur matchup. Uh, Nick Klein is my guy. Uh, he's 3-0. and oh. This other kid's 5-1. and one. And uh, they're both like beastie 185ers for amateurs. Nice. So it'll be pretty fun. Excellent, man. I don't know if you ever heard of this uh, promotion called Elite Amateur Fight League. And it's 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 paying the best against the best in the amateur level. State versus state. It's like a team uh, versus team concept. I'll be at their event uh, next weekend. They're nice. doing one in Chicago. At? They're doing it in Chicago. But I, I went oh. to their first ever event. So I, I like that concept because you get to see you know amateurs fight each other. You know, outside of their, you know, comfort zone, outside, you know, where they're from, where they're, they're, their area. Right. So, yeah, this is what we're getting a taste of when we see uh, Nick Klein fight, right? He's going to yeah. be on someone from a different area as well. Right. For sure, man. Well, yeah, I want to, you know, remind everybody who you are. Jake Hip, of course, we've got him. Pura Vida, BJJ, MMA, of course, and uh, a, bevy, a lot of different fighters trained under you, of course. You know, Zach Otto, of course. Is uh, one of the co- head coaches there alongside you, Leo Letson, one of the leaders at the gym, Montel Quake Jackson. The list goes on and on. And you know, I'm excited to <laughs> get involved with you and uh, and uh, talk to you about everything going on. Uh, first of all, we got Zach Otto. He's got the opportunity to fight Dwight Grant. You'll see fight night Milwaukee. He said to me, now that that it's better to fight on short notice because of the fact you're not waiting around for a while thinking about the opponent. He said he walked with this opportunity to fight on short notice. What do you think? Do you agree with that? Um, I think you got to have an optimistic mindset, and Zach is one of those guys that uh, everything is right. The world is always working in our favor. Mm-hmm. So whether it be a full camp, we look at it like optimistically from a full camp perspective, whether it's a shorter notice fight where he doesn't have to like sit with the stress and anxiety for long. Um, Zach's an eternal optimist just like I am. And, uh, everything is 
fight for us. Whether it's a short notice fight, we win. Whether it's a long notice fight, we win. Everything's a win. Definitely, definitely. And uh, how do you see that fight playing out against Dwight Grant? I know he's only got one loss. He's a tough guy. He's had some big knockouts in his uh, career as well. When on Dana White choosing that contender series, it was a big knockout. Yeah, he's a uh, he's got big power in both hands. Uh, so there's uh, it'll be a good, exciting fight. Zach's got a, a lot more experience. Um, we we like the fight. We we saw the original matchup a couple months ago between Grant and Eric Koch, and um, we liked it. And honestly, Zach was getting ready in case someone pulled out. Milwaukee so when we got the call he was in shape his weight was really low um it's not like he's he's taking this fight on two weeks off the couch like right he was he was on weight for a fight in Milwaukee just in case somebody fell off that's great like yeah and that's just his mindset that was his decision right no one's pushing him and telling him oh you got to be ready he had no hint or inkling of that happening because it was possible the car would happen without him correct yeah yeah, so that that's great for him. He gets on that on that, uh, that card, and for him to right the wrongs in the last fight, obviously he had so much going on. I mean, you know, I we only I mean from us on the outside, we only know the half of it, not even the whole story. But you know, he was going under some uh, kind of um, infection or whatnot, and he had to overcome that to fight. Uh, and he and, you know that was his decision, obviously, to still step in the cage of a dangerous Sage Northcutt. Yeah, I mean, uh, wish the world worked out differently sometimes, but it didn't. So we went out there and we lost that fight. That fight's over. Sure. Well, it never happened. It's not concerned. I want to go win this next one. That's all I'm thinking about. Definitely. And then, uh, you know, I talked to Zach recently. He said that, you know, it's not just enough that we're on the stage. We have to expletive win. You know, that's what we've got to do at yeah. this point. And uh, Leo Letson got the ball rolling. Of course, you guys are out there in Vegas uh, for the tough 28th finale, and of course her performance. She uh, mentioned also that she was able to hear you guys in her corner. That made the difference this time around from her previous fight. I'm tough. Yeah, all all of our fighters need something different, mm -hmm. uh, and a big part of our job is psychology. We've got to figure out who needs a push, who needs to be held back a little bit, uh, reined in a little bit, and uh, Leah likes and performs at her best when she's got a lot of communication with her coaches and her cornermen in a fight. And uh, for whatever reason, she, she didn't feel like she was getting it out there on the show. Um, she, she still went out and still did a good job. And uh, Macy is the girl that won the show. She did phenomenal. We knew she was really good going in. Yeah. Uh, but on her, on Leah's UFC fight here against Yulia, um, she just felt like she was going with her best, uh, best team, best opportunity. Uh, best chances to win because we were all there. Uh, myself, Zach Otto was there, and then Nick Trost is the other coach that does the most work with Leah. And um, we we were we have great communication with her. We know her. We've always got our fingers on her pulse, so we kind of know when she's up. We know when she's down, um, and we can you know we just can tell what she needed, and and she got it in the fight and was able to get a decision win. And definitely, it was a big win for her. I mean, looking back at the fight, what do you think of the strategy that uh, Julia was using? And how do you feel like Leah was able to counter it? I mean, it seemed like, you know, at one point she was stuck in a really tight guillotine choke. She managed to escape. And just, you know, I, that's credit to her, of course, all the hard work she's been doing with you guys. Yeah, um, Yulia had done a really, something I noticed mid-fight was that Yulia had timed Leah's kicks really well. Uh, she was crowding Leah 
and, and countering with a cross every time Leah would throw up a strike, uh, a kick. Um, so she did, she did a really good job. We knew she was tough. Uh, we knew she was a like a submission specialist. Um, and Leah can kind of do everything. She can strike. Uh, she can wrestle. Her she's a jiu-jitsu purple belt, a good one. Um, so we, I wasn't really worried if we had, we could have done a jujitsu match and I wasn't super worried about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Leah was really focused on fight IQ. She knew if, if she was in a striking fight, she was confident she was going to win. Um, and she did. And, and everyone, um, everyone thought she had won the first two rounds except, well, I guess one judge didn't, but right. everyone else thought she first two rounds and, uh, she was in there in the third. It's good. It's a good, exciting round. Uh, Julia gets a takedown, Leah gets right back up, but leaves her neck hanging out. Julia jumps to that guillotine, and uh, I, I mean, I kind of thought I saw a grimace on Leah's face. I thought maybe it was close, too, and uh, she got right into her guillotine defense. It's something we worked on a lot, um, and it was kind of funny, all that blood's trickling down her face, and she's giving the ref a thumbs up, like, I'm good. Right. The crowd erupted when she, the crowd got excited when Julia grabbed the guillotine, because mm-hmm. the crowd likes a comeback story. Right. And, uh, you know, the crowd kind of thought like Leah was probably winning. Julia grabs that guillotine, and they're like, "Whoa!" And then right. Leah, all bloody, flee up on the big screen, gives a thumbs up. They erupted again because <laughs> they thought that was pretty cool. Sure. And uh, yeah, it was. You know, um, I thought it was a really exciting fight. I hope Julia gets another UFC fight. I don't know how I did right. the division, but I, she was exciting, and I thought she put on a good show. And uh, we were, you know, everything could always go better. But right. We were happy with the fight went. Definitely, and moving forward, I mean, Leah is signed to the UFC, was uh, part of the Ultimate Fighter, and why did you guys think that Ultimate Fighter would be the, the best way for her to uh, go? Because, you know, she was already signed, she wasn't fighting, per se, for the uh, Ultimate Fighter contract. Uh, what was the thought process behind that? Put her on the show. Well, um, so, it, it was Leah's decision, but we're all kind of like her advisory staff, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone's initial reaction to the, the ultimate fighter offer was no, she's already in. Right. We don't need to do that. Um, but once we sat down and kind of talked about it, it, it just felt like, first of all, she'd had that long deployment mm-hmm. with the military. She hadn't fought since the Invicta fight against Liz Phillips, where she knocked Liz Phillips out. It had been like a year and a half since she had fought. Right. She was killed by Yana Kuninskaya in March. Yana gets bumped up to the cyborg fight. Leah's kind of left in limbo. So we said, hey, this is like a six-week training camp. You get to go train with some elite girls, some elite coaches. You get to go have a couple of practice fights. Right. And then and then you get to make a UFC debut without any ring rust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the UFC is going to spend a whole bunch of money to market you and build you up a little bit. Sure. So, you know, once we, once we started weighing out pros and cons, it was all win and no really risk. The risk wasn't there was no risk to go out on the show right uh, and then so we advised her we kind of gave her what our thoughts were and leah made the decision where she thought like that would be a good way to get a jump on her ufc career and i think she was right i think i think she did a good job on the show thought that the show did a good job for her she did get to go knock that ring rust off she had uh, the win over bea and then um a good tough fight with macy and then we go out for the finale and, and sure enough it's not you know she had no ring rust there was no freeze and uh, she had a good, a good, exciting fight with Yulia. Definitely, and I mean that. Of course, she was very upset after the fight, uh, the loss to Macy. So this was able to reassure her. Hey, you are in the UFC. This is where you belong. I know she was had a little bit of doubt of that. Uh, it was on the show, obviously, but you know, since then, she's been able to uh, have confidence in herself. This is where she is. 
Yeah, and, and the funny thing about that is we, Leah, and then us coaches, we knew months ago that she had lost that fight. Of course. You know, so we go through this mourning and kind of grieving process with her, which we do with all our fighters when they lose. And But that was months ago. We were mm-hmm. kind of over it. We are out there in Vegas for fight week getting ready for Yulia when the episode airs. Right. So everyone watching and everyone, you know, 99.9% of the world thinks like Leah just lost, just had this emotional moment. It's just like heartbroken about not winning the show. And then she's got to turn around and go out to the top. Uh, <laughs> right. To the first UFC fight. And yeah, that's the way it played out on TV. Mm-hmm. But like she wasn't in that bad spot anymore. No, you know, no. We had overcome that, and we had gotten ready for this Yulia fight, and you know there was no, um, it was, it was like losing any other fight for any of our other people that they really invest themselves in. It hurts. Of course, you're sad about it, and then you get back on the horse, and you get working, mm-hmm. and you get ready for your next opportunity, and that's what she had done. And then it's just interesting that with the way TV works, yeah. to the world it felt, if, to the world it felt like she had lost a big fight and had um, mm-hmm. this emotional moment, and then immediately turned around and won her UFC debut, right. but, you know, the reality is that's kind of TV, and it's not exactly how it works out. Of course not, yeah, I and mean, it's like a movie, you know, obviously we got to see, you know, the main character, he gets lost, and then, oh, and 20 minutes later, he's back in the main event with a guy, you know, something right. similar to that, right, you know, like Creed 2 and stuff like that, you know? Yep. Yeah, yep. just this hot little bit of magic uh, makes it make the story go, go along better. Yeah, it, I mean, it does play for a better story that way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, for Leah now, she has the opportunity to fight at women's featherweight. This division is not deep at all. I don't know how many they're going to sign for the show. And she she want, expressed the opportunity to, to fight at Bantamweight. So what do you think next for her, in, in your opinion? I mean, obviously whatever the UFC offers, but you think that there's an opportunity for her to go down to Bantamweight at this time? We're pretty comfortable with her as a featherweight. Okay. She's very long. It's really hard. Um, she's got a good, exciting, striking style. And... If you, if you look at where the most eyeballs are on the men's divisions, it's the bigger divisions where knockouts and knockdowns yeah. happen and people hurt. And I think it's going to play out the same way for women. I think the smaller divisions will have the good technical, exciting fights. The bigger divisions will have the big knockouts and the big knockdowns. And as long as Leah um, is having success in that division and as long as the UFC likes her there, that's what we'll do. Okay. Now, that being said, when you are building a body to fight in a certain division and then um, – you decide you want to go down a division that takes some time. If the UFC came to us and said we prefer her at bantamweight, um, we'll we'll spend some time changing her body a little bit. Sure. Um, but that's you know it, it's the difference between she could take a short notice fight at featherweight or we need some time to get her ready for bantamweight. Right. Uh, we're pretty comfortable with her going and climbing that featherweight mountain and conquering it eventually. Um, and bantamweight's sort of out there. We ever feel like we want to go do it, but it's not like we're going to bounce back and forth. I got you. And uh, what? Who do you feel is going to win against Nunes and uh, Cyborg when they face off? Do you have an opinion on that one? Um, I think it's the toughest fight Cyborg's ever had. Uh, I have a super high opinion of Amanda Nunes. Uh, I think I think Nunes is going to win. That's yeah. what I think will happen. Really? How do you feel it's going yeah. to play out? I, I don't think Cyborg, uh, there's a mental place that you go when you're in a war, mm-hmm. and she hasn't been there in years. Okay. And uh, and I think Nunez is going to take her there. And then, it, to me, it's a coin flip, like who's right and who's wrong. And this is why this is why you have a job, because people like talking about it. Yeah. Uh, I think 
we think Nunez is ready to go there, and I think it's been so long for Cyborg that um, she'll she'll have like a moment of shock of like, wow, I'm really in a fight, and she hasn't been in a long time. So I I'm picking Nunez, but I'm not going to bet my mortgage payment on it. Right, I got you. <laughs> Uh, talk about also uh, Montel Quick Jackson. We got him versus Brian Keller, and the fight was really supposed to happen at MSG. Of course, that was very disappointing because mere hours, you know, you had to stop and tell him. <laughs> you recounted to me to stop and tell him it was on the fighter bus, ready to head over to the arena, and you know, all that aside. Now we got we get to see this fight happen. How do you feel Montel's going to do? And I mean, nothing's going to change, obviously, just because a, a couple months later. But how do you? Originally, how did you see the fight playing out? Uh, Keller's a good, experienced guy. Um, he's got he's got some good wins. Um, that win over Henan Burrell was really impressive. Right. Uh, but uh, I think Montel's a different breed of bantamweight. Mm-hmm. Um, not just Keller, but than most of the guys in the division. Um, and the same thing we had prepared for. For the first fight, we're doing the same kind of stuff for this. It's not like we learned anything new. Yeah. Um, just because we got to see him in person. Um, so I think we're going to go out there, and I think uh, this is going to be a marquee welcome to the division win for Montel. And I think yeah. people are going to start. They're going to pay attention to him after this fight. Definitely. I mean, I mean, if he gets, he gets that opportunity, big win, of course, a big card end of the year as well in Vegas. It's going to be huge for him, and and the way he, you know, he moves, he strikes. People are going to be fans of him. You think so? Yeah, uh, people, so this is the trap a lot of these young fighters will fall into. They think, like, I need to be Conor McGregor. I need, oh. to, I need to talk trash, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. And and the reality is, it doesn't matter as much. People people tune in to watch violence. Mm-hmm. So, so Mike Tyson was a little crazy, but you didn't know if he was going to bite someone's ear off, knock yeah. him out. Uh, eat the guy's children. That's why you watch. Right. Because not only was he knocking people out, uh, not only was he a little crazy, he was knocking people out. It was yeah. terrifying. Right. Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva is not a big trash talker, but for the longest time, he was must see TV. Yes. Because he's going to do something crazy and cause some. Uh, he was going to make violence happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and Montel's got that. He hits so hard, and he elbows so hard, and he knees so hard, and he knocks yeah. people out, and it hurts. And. Uh, People are going to like him because he's violent. So sure. um, he's got a message, he's got a character, he's got a personality, and that stuff will come out the more um, the more cameras are on him. They'll get to see how funny of a guy he is and how yeah. uh, how his personality kind of comes through. But people pay attention to violent fighters, and that's my turn. And uh, he's got also really big hands for a guy his size as well. <laughs> I've noticed that as well. Yeah. Uh, even working with him, like um, some of the different techniques we do, I got to tell him, like, hey, man, you need to let me go so we can work on this thing. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he can just grab onto you. And, right. And, you know, like, now I got to wait till Montel decides to let me go before we can do anything else. He's um, got giant hands and grip strength. It's not just big right. hands. They're like, they're like bison. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, we're looking forward to that fight. It's going to be a great time, of course, for you guys to go out there and hopefully end, up, end with a trio of wins on, on, on that level of the UFC. And then, yeah, of course, Altai Cunningham as well, getting a big win. Yep, it'd be great to end the year uh, with a bunch of big wins, uh, UFC wins. I want my <clears throat> win tonight. Um, we've got some other guys with big fights coming up that I'm excited about. And 
yeah, I mean, 2019 should be a good year for us. We've got another wave of fighters um, that are ready to jump up on this national stage. For sure. Uh, keep cranking them up. Yeah. And then uh, I want to ask you about the Pure FC. We're going to see that come back as well. You guys are definitely a good job promoting with uh, Pure FC. Uh, by the way, I like the uh, the whole Dark Knight Rises. I know that was your idea. <laughs> the Magic Mike <laughs> uh, uh, image imagery or whatever. It was, that was fun, though. I mean, a lot of people are going to pay attention to that and, and like it. So we're ex- I'm excited to come out and cover the next uh, Pure FC. I'm quite blessed. Right? Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, January 25th up in Oshkosh. Okay. And any fighters we should pay attention to? Uh, coming out, I don't know. O'Day Osborne is, 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 on, a, is on, a, on a roll lately. He's looking really good. I mean, Tim Hiley, of course, he had a tough loss uh, <clears throat> prior for the middleweight title in LFA, but he's going to look to come back as well. Yeah, um, O'Day is another exciting bantamweight that, that, uh, that we're going to have ready for um, a big fight soon. Um, Tim lost that LFA title fight. Uh, just had a little injury in the gym he's going to have to recover from. Okay. But, um, he, yeah. He'll be right back in the... He'll be right back in the mix soon. Um, Alton's got his big fight tonight. Jonas Flock uh, is another guy. Um, he just won a kickboxing fight. He's ten and three. Came to the gym three and three. He's ten and three now. Um, we have him booked against Kurt Kinzer, who's nine and one. Okay. Uh, and that's uh, it's not going to be until March, but that's a big fight for Jonas. Okay. We're excited about. Um, Chico Camus is on the team now. He had a big win over Matt Brown uh, a month a month or two ago. Um, so we've got we've got some. We got some guys coming up. Definitely, uh, that, that we're gonna be paying attention to. Yeah, excited for that as well. And uh, but Tim, highly, yeah, that that injury looked really gruesome. Is that something that this looked a lot worse than it was? No, it was that bad. It was really that bad. Okay, so it was a complete. Yeah, he, he dislocated his ankle and broke his femur. Uh, so he's gonna call me today and let me know if they want to do surgery. But uh, it it is bad. But at the same time. The recovery on that is only a couple months. It's not okay. like a, an ACL tear where you're out for almost a year. Um, I've, I've actually done something like that to my elbow where I dislocated and broke it. Um, so it's he'll. It was a painful injury, but he's um, he's in recovery mode. He's surrounded by people that, that that love him and are taking care of him. That's good. And uh, you know, we'll we'll he'll be back. Not mm-hmm. not a year from now. You know, okay. In a couple months, I think it's like um, ten or eleven weeks before he can come out. And, actually do a little bit of moving around and athletic movement kind of stuff. So it won't be okay. Yeah. By summer, he'll be back in the mix. Right. Best, best, uh, best wishes to him, of course. And man, what you guys do for a living, it's insane. <laughs> I mean, just practicing, that's crazy that that can happen. Yeah. Just in training. Wow. So part of the game. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, my next question is, let's go back to May when, uh, Nunes fought Pennington and Pennington's corner told her, well, Pennington wanted out of the fight. Obviously, she said, I- I've had enough. Uh, her corner said, let's keep going. We'll recover later. Put yourself in those shoes. What would you have done? So, uh, um, a big part of being a corner is knowing your fighter. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's two-way trust. Like, I have to trust my fighter. And then my fighter's got to trust me to make calls. So, all fighters have moments of weakness. Sometimes it comes out during a fight. Sometimes it's in training. Sometimes it's in the locker room. Everyone, because they're human beings, and human beings are strong and weak. Um, sometimes during a fight, I'll I'll catch some of that um, weakness coming from a fighter. And if I don't think they're 
if I don't think their long-term uh, mental health is at risk, if that makes sense, right. then then I'll, then they trust me to relight that fire and keep them going. Mm -hmm. But but if there's no path to a victory and they're taking um, lifelong damage, then they also trust me to stop a fight. Right. Uh, what was the right call in that fight? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I sure. don't know Raquel. I'm not her coach. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have had fighters that wanted out that I talked into continuing, and it was the right call. They thanked me afterwards. Okay. And also had fighters that I've had to throw the towel in for. Right. Because um, especially brain trauma, uh, I want all my fighters to be able to have coherent conversations with their grandkids. Like that's right. Not only do they to be successful, I want them to keep their brain healthy. Um, you can break a hand and, and have a hard time gripping a pencil for the rest of your life, and, and we can still go out there and win a fight. Um, but if you're taking brain trauma right. for no reason, um, then you can count on me to go in there and throw the towel. So I, I am not, I don't know what the right answer was for that fight, um, but I can tell you that it's, it's a complex situation that, um, you know, everyone's got to face it at some point. Should I stop this fight or shouldn't that? And uh, you hope you make the right call. I, I hope that was the right call. Um, if they had let her, here's another thing. She wanted out. If they had let that fight end, maybe it ruins her confidence for the rest of her career. Okay. It, maybe now she thinks, like, I'm no longer on that level. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it breaks her confidence forever. Right. Um or, or maybe they save her from taking more damage if she does stop the fight. So I, I get both sides of it um, because she was kind of taking a thumping. So, yeah, I mean, if it's, you know, a guy comes to the corner and says, I have a, I had a, an amateur fighter that came to the corner after the first round and said, I broke my hand. Mm. And and I said, you know, shut up about that. Here's how we're going to go in. And he did. He went out and won. He kicked the guy's wow. butt yeah. the, the fight and with one hand choked him out in the third round. Um, so then I've seen seen uh you know paul felder broke his arm in a fight right went out put on an awesome performance so there's there's taking injuries that you can fight through and then there's you're taking a beating for no reason and uh and and you stop the fight and that's it's trust and communication between a coach and a corner for sure yeah definitely well i i want to thank you again jake for taking time on a fight for it hopefully we'll have you back on again and uh, best of luck tonight everybody check it out LFA 56 will be a huge card. Of course, Alton Cunningham is on the card for you guys. And UFC Fight Night, Milwaukee. Uh, well, can you tell us about that new arena, man? I know you and Zach got to see it. So what was your opinion of that? And what what, what can we expect Saturday? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I've been to a couple of the Bucks games there, so I'm a big Milwaukee Bucks fan. Okay. The sight lines from all the seats are great. So mm -hmm. um, if, if people are thinking of going to the show, the nosebleeds are not nosebleeds. You'll have a good, good view. Um, the, the food's really good. The, the layout is really nice. The seats are comfortable. I love it. I love that we have this nice new arena. And then it's really cool that um, the industry I'm in, like, I get to go perform. I mean, I'm not performing, right, but right. I kind of am. Coach. Yeah. But, like, my team gets to go perform in this brand new um, Milwaukee show showpiece. Like, right. we have a nice, shiny new arena, and we get to go fight in it. So, so cool. Very excited. People should definitely right. come check it out. And hopefully repeatedly time, too. Hopefully the yep. UFC comes back again and more fighters from uh, Pure Vita get the opportunity to show what they got. 
Yeah, it's been five years since the UFC was in Milwaukee. I don't I want to wait five years again. I want to. <laughs> I want everyone to go put on a good show. I want the crowd to show up and have a good time. And uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we can make this an annual thing where the UFC comes back all the time. Definitely. Hopefully, you have a big pay per view as well or ESPN. That'd be make it that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome as well. But, uh, Jake, again, best of luck to you. I, I had a great time talking with you. And uh, everybody check out tonight, uh, LFA 56. Of course, Alfred Cunningham on the card. And if you guys want to go train with the elite Pura Vida BJJ, if you're in the Milwaukee area, uh, they'll be happy to set you up, right? I know you guys do a lot of training, a lot of classes. Come on in. All Give right. Some work. Excellent. I'll, I'll come back. I'll come by one time as well, for sure. Cool, team. All right, Jake, take care. Best of luck. My best to Alta and everyone there. Thanks, brother. See you later. You too. Bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.